Oh yeah, happy comic book day and welcome to another episode of U.S. Comics Cast. I am John Rivera, co-host and co-founder and CEO of U.S. Comics, professor of archaeology, expert on the occult, and how does one say it? Obtainer of rare antiquities. (laughs) I, ladies and gentlemen, don't have nearly as good of an (laughs) intro, but I am still the COO of U.S. Comics, even though Triple H, after 25 years in the WWE, ain't. I am the co-host of the show. I am the co-founder of U.S. Comics. That's true. And sometimes I am the saltiest bitch on the planet. And by sometimes, (laughs) Charlie means, on average, typically 30 days Per month. It's it's you know, um, it's it's like oof. a very extended visit from Aunt Flo. Could, Charlie is so salty he could jump into a fresh water lake and leave that some of bitch salty motherfucker. Jesus Christ. And you're I welcome. spit on myself on that one. Whew. You're welcome, little friend. How the hell are you doing? Quarantine week uh, five. This has gotta be this has gotta be week seven at least. Like it feels like first of all, year two. Everybody has lost count, but it's it's officially in New York, I believe week seven. If if you if you want to take a look at the uh, I believe it. the count. <laughs> now I understand that as a federal worker, it's only like week five for you because they they had about two weeks worth of eh, fuck them. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Just two weeks. Civil me being real test. nervous We're about the office. Everybody can be is replaceable, but um, you know it's uh <laughs> it's very it's very odd. It's one of those things where. You have experienced a certain thing for a certain amount of time, for an extended period of time, and people are just catching up to it. Uh, and and part of your day is kind of giving them that look of, yeah, motherfucker, welcome to the party, pal. This is how shit is. Uh, it's it's uh, everyone else living my nightmare uh, on a daily basis <laughs> and having to live through those stories. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know how it is. How about you, man? How how have you been making out? Uh, you know, it's it's there are really really good days and there are really really bad moments. Um, right. I I gotta be honest. Uh, uh, again, we we mentioned the last couple of weeks. I'm chomping through my my girlfriend's DVD collection. And, right. Uh, this week had Which, a lot of Fast and Furious. Speaking so I was in of a great mood. Speaking of rare antiquities. God bless her for for not just owning DVDs, for not pulling the trigger and trading them in for the nickel apiece that, you know, whatever hole-in-the-wall DVD business that's still (laughs) open would give her. Um, But having them out and accessible, probably alphabetized so that you can kind of go through it, little chubby index finger kind of deciding, ooh, what am I going to watch now? So it's, it's been a... It's been a Fast and a Furious marathon for you, huh? You know, it's so funny. We watch the Fast and Furious movies. Totally hold up. I'm a big fan. They get, like, more and more bonkers. So much so that the last one has a half robot, half man, and no one bats an eye. The best black Superman that we've ever seen awesome. is running around a fast in, in within the Fast and the Furious but franchise. But they literally so. have that line. He's like, "I'm Black Superman," and the Rock is like, "All right, that's pretty dope." The commentary from the characters is acknowledging, like, "That's a pretty good line. That's a pretty good line, bud." There hasn't been street racing in seven films. 
They were like, yo, page 68 was the shit, kid. Oh, we're still filming? That's <laughs> ah, fine. Then Just, we'll put some uh, loud music over it. Then, after all the Fast and Furiouses, uh, <laughs> today we watched Faster, which is The Rock's movie before he joined the Fast and Furious oh, franchise. It was wicked good. It was like, uh, I never heard of it even. It was great. You know what? You're so, so hard up for legitimate <laughs> entertainment at this point. It's like the starving, like the starving uh, strandee on a desert island just can't wait to eat like a hot pocket or some shit. You're like, no, we'll, we'll take you and Wilson. We'll go to the finest restaurant in town. Any meal you want is on us. FedEx is fitting the bull. He's like, hot pocket. Uh, <laughs> undercooked a little bit. All right. I want it ice cold. So, buddy. I want it ice cold in the center. <laughs> Liquid lava on the outside. Uh, uh, my favorite part, though, I've been keeping track of like they're like ten, you know, not even a word reviews. It's like the hey. Uh, uh, for what? those of you watching us on on YouTube or Facebook, I just thumbed up, yeah. thumb down. Uh, Jess has given nothing. Less than three and a half stars. She's like, it's a movie. They worked hard. Well, There's dialogue. Guys in her have no defense, shirts on. They're her movies. So, like, to a certain degree. Yeah, it would be really fucked up. She's she was not like, that like, sucked. You'd have to be a total fucking asshole to buy that movie. Blink, 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 blink. So, Touché. to a degree, you're, you're guaranteed X amount of starage. Honestly, from, from that, the owner of the flick. That should be the game. If she ranks anything like a star, I'm just going <laughs> to record a video of her snapping it over her leg, being like, fuck you, Blockbuster. Because you know what the real diversity comes from with a DVD collection for someone in 2020? That they can be used as a coaster if, it, need, if the need arises? It helps. But also, a lot of these movies were bought as like the five for 10 deal at Blockbuster as that company went out you the You guys window. are such bargain... <laughs> hunters like that that you know if uh <laughs> if any of the uh, any of the secondary networks cable networks if you guys are hard up for show ideas when when everything starts getting back to normal i please direct you towards charles and and jessica bargain hunters can replace like the um the the uh, the storage shelter wars <laughs> it can replace i mean comic book man doesn't have a home right now like this is fresh content which Clearly, people can relate to, but we um, can be the so, non-white trash Tiger King. Only there'll <laughs> be no drama, and I'm pretty positive I won't convince a straight guy he's gay, and that guy won't kill himself accidentally. Wouldn't be the first time. Spoiler alert! But <laughs> I am in a rare and shocking great mood. What? I'm in a great mood because wow. guess take it. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> comic book day is back dc comics yes sir. has said get out of here covid19 people need their funny books now i gotta throw in a little bit of salt a oh, little of touch of course you do a little touch of salt. Your salt is like my analogy it has to happen at least once per episode if any company could have really taken a few months to maybe catch up on their late assignments It'd yeah. be my boys and girls at DC. But nonetheless, oh. uh, in a, a, a shocking move, but an expected move, uh, the minute that Diamond, uh, the distributor for all of comics, they kind of have a, a monopoly on distributing the funny books to me. Absolutely. Good. Um, in, in good and bad ways. 
Uh, well, I mean, there's definitely no good monopolies. Well, there's, including the board game because that shit sucks. I love Monopoly. We should play Monopoly <laughs> digitally right now. Terrible. Just this episode is going to be 14 hours and end with you throwing your computer through a window. Uh, <laughs> but what's really cool is DC said we're going to find a way to get these books out. And, I, and I'm and i almost positive it's this coming Wednesday. So not okay. the day you're hopefully listening to this. But right. next week, week comic from. books sure. are back for the sure. stores that can mail out, for the stores that... Uh, can finagle you their books, drop-off service. I know at least a few comic book stores were doing. But DC is coming back, and it was shocking who they wound up teaming up with. At least for me, again, not surprising, but mm. almost exciting. They wound almost. up, they wa- almost. It's. I mean, it's still about people printing funny books. I get excited about the comics. But work is uh, work, man. It's DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service, and... Our favorite, uh, our favorite big, huge comic book store in the city, Midtown Comics. Midtown Comics, nice. What? That's I, dynamite. Now they're they're involved on what on the delivery uh, part of it. Like are they the uh, the grub hub of of comics now? How does it say how they're getting involved for for DC Comics? Uh, the only yeah. thing they really called it was a distributor. Um, so I, I suspect that DC themselves, and again, I, there might be someone who can let us know on our social media, at US mm-hmm. Comics HQ on all social media. Um, I imagine DC Comics prints their books, gets them to Diamond. Diamond sends those some bitches out to comic right. book stores and retailers worldwide. So what they're doing is they're taking on that middleman, uh, that middleman work. So they're stepping in where Diamond would be. Exactly they're, correct. So it's like DC direct to the uh, the like a Midtown Comics. Let's exactly say, right. Yeah. So oh, wow, that's so, pretty cool. Which is, yeah, I think it's really really rad. What I like about it, because uh, obviously any news like this, once it breaks, there's people kind of in my ear saying it's great, and then there's also people being like, "This sucks," and this is why. Let me start. Well, with what the can thing. they what can they possibly have to say negative about that? I like, think what some people are upset about is that their comic book store uh, isn't open. It's struggling. It's not an essential business, so it's not allowed right. to be open. Um, so I think they're 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 afraid that their favorite shop is getting a little bit of bread taken out of their mouths. Um, I'm of a different thinking. Uh, these mm. aren't going to be massive, massive orders by comparison to the normal world we live in. Um, right. But if you have a company like Midtown, or we have a great shop out in Long Island, um, I'm not going to name it. On Long Island. On Long Island, sorry. Uh, no, it's deep inside the <laughs> honey, the, 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 the like middle colon of the Long land Island. land of the lost. Um, yeah, you have to... F- fight a t-rex that has a scar its name is also scar because we're not creative but what's really what's really you and shit you out what's really rad is all these comic book stores that do mail out um orders kind of consistently they're gonna be making that that sweet delicious money um this is nothing but good for comic books i also think it's very very interesting that we're gonna live in a world for at least a few weeks because diamond said probably mid to late May, they're going to start distributing things again. Um, okay, we're going to okay. have we're going to have the better part of a month where DC is kind of it. If you're not releasing yourselves digitally, <sighs> the only way to yeah. get that funny book that's fresh and don't get me wrong, who doesn't want to read through their back catalog? 
Mm-hmm. But I'm really, really excited. I'm also excited about what this could mean because, again, our monopolies great. I, I, no, I don't, I, I, they're never great. You know, no. it's 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 very, very easy for someone to talk about the five or six reasons that Diamond had just the ex- fact that you're that you're raising it as a possibility. It, it really is giving me the impression that maybe some kind of um, like the Diamond Diamond distributors have a uh, like a special interest group uh, knocking on your doors. They're like, you know, <laughs> they're they're a motivator. Is there some ducats exchanging hands? First because of all, I would never not. I would never I, do that. I know free money would put I Charlie. I would good never mood, so. sell out like that, but. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Diamond Distributor. <laughs> Diamond Distributor, the only reliable it. distributor in the world. Now, I knew it was just a matter of time. Here's the big caveat. The big caveat is Diamond says they're going to keep working with DC as soon as they're back to working. DC mm. has said, like, yeah, Diamond's still our guy. But the minute something new is out there, mm. Everything changes, in my opinion. COVID-19 has changed the entire world. It's changed the way a lot of people work. It's changed a lot of how people think about how often we touch our faces, how we maybe don't wash our hands enough. And now suddenly... It should, at least. Yeah. And now... Yeah. I don't don't want to get started about that. Uh My boys and girls in, uh, I think it's Georgia, open back up. Good luck. Or No, they're going to. That's coming up. Six feet. Please, for the love of God. Um, But what's interesting now is, well, comic books always come out on Wednesdays. And that's awesome. But if we have another set of distributors, if we have other options, maybe we can get an emergency reprinting to come out on a Friday. Uh, who's to say Midtown couldn't oh, oh, change the way or to, to maybe these these new companies send out you know, uh, uh, something special, something different, different uh, black bag editions of mm-hmm. something. There could be a lot of excitement back out into the world, and it really, really had me think about the industry as a whole. And it's mm-hmm. something that's been weighing on my mind lately a lot. Um, and don't get me wrong, my my the thing I primarily want to talk about is how exciting it is. We're gonna get four extra weeks of fun. Yeah, that's like that's good news. And it's four weeks at least because unfortunately we do know that there might be a second wave of of COVID cases, which could really really uh, set us back even further if Diamond's not comfortable shipping. It's well, paper. yeah. Do, um, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, not to not to jump no, in, please, but please, I don't want to monologue um, again. Uh, are you um? Did you get the impression from what you saw that they're so they've been building up basically a back catalog as delivery from artists, uh, you know, of one one type or another had come through to the to the publishers, and um, then they obviously turned over what they had uh, to to Diamond. Um, so now Diamond has, in essence, like an influx of material. So yeah. is that going to come out as a tidal wave of the material, or are they now going to have their backlog and they'll just like, yeah. you know, from my kind of like, from my understanding, no one knows the answer because oh. what it appears happened is Diamond already had the comics that would have been coming out these hmm. at least the first few weeks of the the big worldwide sure, sure. shutdown. So DC Comics most likely had to reprint some issues. 
Now, I don't know reprint, the inner workings. Why? Why would they reprint issues? They can't get it back from Diamond. Diamond's not open. You can't. Oh, I see. So Diamond had there. So like, uh, if there was just like a Walter White uh, versus Angry Amer- uh, Mexican, you know, uh, who was our guy Tortillo, <laughs> whose head ended up on the shell walking down uh, the. Uh, um, so that they, was very they, cartoony they get, in an otherwise near perfect series, but I they, loved it. They, they can't get their con- their material back, f- like what Diamond already has now, especially when you have sequential titles, which a DC obviously has. So you can't release something out of order, uh, or have they? You know, is it entirely standalone fresh content that's I mean, is what's being delivered? Here's the really exciting thing: fucking nobody knows. It's a question mark. It's a this question mark. is next well, week. And from what the the way that the the my informants on the internet, uh-huh. <laughs> may include Twitter, so some right. of this might be bad info. Um, the big conversation is DC most likely reprinted um, what was already at Diamond, which is probably a couple weeks uh, worth of material, and uh-huh. have now uh, have now printed up to what their normal release schedule would have been. Once the COVID uh, problem started. So here's the really interesting part. We might get a couple weeks of distribution and they might run out of content. They might be trying to line up with Diamond. Yeah. So then, 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 I mean, just from a purely business standpoint, which is a, a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but from, from a business to, standpoint. Before we have too much fun, they, let's talk they, about uh, the P's and Q's of business. They they kind of they they know the the situation, so I don't think that they would put themselves in a situation to like let's release everything that we've got, and then when we run into a, a you know a dry spell, uh, we'll figure it out out then. I I don't Just see that. I don't out. see that happening um, now. And again, yeah, what's, what's that would really, be that would be really stupid. What's really exciting is if they're really smart. I think they really reduce. They should be releasing twenty comics a week. Because I'm going to get them all. Like, I'm so thirsty. Titles, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah just issues. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, well, here's a Batman, here's a Superman, here's here, a Green well, Lantern book. If they, were, if they were really, really smart, what they would do is release bundles. So rather than like Superman 572, which you know people will pick up, or Batman, any of his 57 different titles <laughs> that he has available. Batman uh, and Wolverine available now. <laughs> Oh God! Or different uh, combination titles that he's involved in, you know, like a Justice League or uh, World's Finest or whatever the fuck. Um, so you do like a you do triplets. So it's like okay, so here's uh, Wonder Woman four seventy two uh, and uh, Robin six seventy four, but also uh, as well as you're gonna have to take um, Squirrel Girl number sixty four, which. Yeah, look, I I understand that it's not their property, but here's the thing. <laughs> and also, Sometimes you got to take what you got to get. Wildly popular, arguably the worst example. What for you should have done some was you should have just made it up. It should have been like you get Superman 523, you get Batman Listen. 18, and you get uh Nemo's cousin exactly. Paul. Exactly right. If I had a flag out throw a flag on the play look you can tell dc what to do you can pretend that monopoly is a good game what you cannot do motherfucker is trying to make my point for me sir sorry um in any case (laughs) but that's that's how i would do it but that that's true like 
again, to go back to last week's topic, that's mustache twirling, you know, evil markup, the hand sanitizer, 2,000%. So Vince McMahon would have done it. Vince would have been like, you want one book? You buy 90 books. (laughs) And you're fired. (laughs) You're You're going to like it. That face is not going to make a good screenshot. Um, But what's really kind of exciting to me is this could really further push um, independent distributors. There's there's a market for getting your stuff out there, not through Diamond. Now, I know there are complexities in it. It's much easier to go through one giant Diamond magazine sure, and you pick course, out yeah. everything you want. It's like, a, like an octopus that has their little fingers and everything. 100%. But, and uh, I, I, I can't stress it enough, I don't know the inner workings it's just me kind of talking out loud i would much rather support midtown comics than diamond um well you know you you look at if midtown comics is your if midtown comics is your shop it's your shop so like no if i ask you oh you what's that foil uh punisher holographic that you got where'd you get that from your answer is never I got it from Diamond. No, no, you didn't. You got it from, you know, Atomic, or you got it from Fourth World, or you got it from from Midtown or, or wherever. Um, so that's you know, people relate to their shops. You know, people aren't talking about so so you know talking about it and and a little bit of good grace uh, goes a long way. So uh, uh, a virtual hero to this program. Uh, and and a big inspiration to what we try to do here, and uh, probably the uh, the author of a lot of quotes that we don't give credit to, uh, which we should, a la Four Color Funny Books, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, he fucking paid off the yes, Charlie in the front row. Uh, no, he that's paid him right off, there. I know. He paid off the pull list for all of his customers for his shop Fucking secret stash rad. which is here in jersey which is such a pimp now again he he's such a great example of so many things how to lose weight how to how to uh, uh you know out hit your weight class with his you know dope wife you know um from what what you might expect him uh, to be with um but also you know, really connecting to your roots and to your like the people that he came from, the the spot where he came from, like his his shop would have been walking distance, you know, in essence, from from where he grew up. And uh, even though he's a West Coast guy now, uh, you know, friends of our program and, and you know, gentlemen who we've recorded with uh, over at the, you know, employees of the Secret Stash, but also uh, with their outstanding podcasting venture uh, that we got to, to share with uh, Ming and Mike. Um, he has not disconnected. Like when you have a shop, that's your shop. They're connected to you. You're connected to them. So when they have to close their door doors, you know, they're getting affected and and you're getting affected. That's why when we were talking about like, look, you know, um, shops have pull list delivery services and this and that. And it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, which is rare to say, uh, because look, you, you don't, it used to be, you know, when I was growing up in, in the eighties, I got all of my secret wars issues, not from a fucking specialty shop, not from, um, you know, like a two story monolith, like, like, uh, Midtown comics. I got my fucking funny books 
from literally a drugstore, a drugstore where you could uh, get comic books and Tylenol and a fucking chocolate ice cream at the counter because, um, you know, th- this was a community sh- shop. And when you walked in the door, the guy behind the counter, the clerk behind the counter knew what you liked, what you were into, let you know, like what to check out. And, you know, you, you've had a very close relationships with your with the owners of, of uh, shops where you like you've done a work, you know, on the arm and helped out. And um, they know they know what you're into. They give great suggestions. And it's not like, oh, check out this piece of shit number 72 because i need to get rid of it they're like no check out this fucking awesome i would have never known about shadow man was a bad n64 game until Mm -hmm. i walked into you know into max shop it's still still a bad game but shadow man's the best um you know what's what's double crazy too last week i i i kind of rallied against how bad i feel some companies are but there's a real interesting brilliance to Kevin Smith because he paid off those customers' pull lists, which mm-hmm. is also helping his friends. He owns the Secret Stash, but his friend runs Secret Stash. Right. So right, 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 them right, sure. not having business or not having an influx of money doesn't justify his friends. Ju- that's a two for one. That's how you... Um, wait, wait, wait. Even even more to your point, he w- like it came with a not not with a caveat per se, but with a directive. So what he said was, "Look, I've got your pull list. It's on me. Hopefully, we'll get past this sooner rather than later." That's all paraphrase. He's never said that. <laughs> um, but he also kind of put out there. He's like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe the money that you would have spent on these particular comics, which have now been gifted to you, maybe you can go check out." another book that you would not have normally picked up or maybe there's a graphic uh that that you know that you can get caught up on a particular character see what what they've been doing i mean it was such a um obviously it was a wonderful gesture in this time of constant negative news and you know new things happening all the time but rarely anything good thing any good uh, new yeah. thing um but here was like triple good you know it was Here's one less bill you have to worry about, but you're still getting your shit. Here's my my people having something to do and justifying their salaries and, and what have you. But also as well as, you know what, take this opportunity and go and read something new. Spread spread that around even more so. So what was on your pull list is going to get read, but read some something else that you normally would not have. Take advantage of it. And, you know, that's the other big conversation that's happening is I have, you know, and again, I'm very lucky and I'm not ignorant to how fortunate I am. I didn't mm. miss an hour of work. I immediately sure. was able to transition into working from home. Um, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of love to my bosses. I did have to go to them uh, seven weeks ago and I went, hey guys, this is kind of screwed up. How about Chuck works from home? And mm-hmm. it wasn't just a yes. It was, okay, you can work a couple days from home. Well, now it's, you can it's a work process. For, yeah, process. but I'm aware of how lucky I am, and I have done as much as I can to spread that love. There are some comic book stores that aren't just mine that had a lot of sales um, that I took advantage of. Good for me, good for them. But let's be right. totally honest. Did Jessica need a copy of Guardian Devil 2? No. Mm. Um, but – 
It was a great price. It was an edition I didn't have. I want right. her to read it. It was on a great sale, and I was able to support. Uh, you know, I was able to support uh, Fourth World. Um, sure. It's it's this communal thinking, and I think what's really great about this new distribution is even if you don't think it's a good idea, even if you're disappointed for some reason that that Diamond isn't sending your books, but they're you're a, God forbid you have to read Superman. Come on, I don't totally understand. Twitter's who, a bastard. Who, who is that? Like Twitter's gotta, a nightmare, bro. Yeah, I don't know why he spent any time there. Right now, the, the the a lot of the conversation on the news. If you have the the fortitude to sit through news at this point, let me just uh, inject a, some Clorox into my fucking eyeballs. A, so a I don't lot get... of the conversation is um, oh, so you made me fucking forget my point. Um, but but in any case, the the uh, the conversation of where a particular like where your particular comic came from is not on anybody's fucking radar. Like, that should be the the line in the sand where if you cross that line, where if you decide that what you're going to get in a soapbox and bitch about in this moment is that Superman 752 came directly from Midtown Comics as opposed to the normal distributor of (laughs) Diamond Direct who has a contract in place with this publisher, then I'm sorry, here's your official stamp (laughs) <laughs> here's the chain that you need to wear around your neck and here's a a forehead sticker warning label for anybody that has the the unfortunate experience of having to come across you uh in person this person i'm sorry to say sir you are a douchebag troll officially you're an officially licensed douchebag troll that will bitch about anything in the world just to fucking bitch it is a pure douche. Like anyone who you come across <laughs> that on social media, just, you know what? I'll mock it up for you. We'll have we'll a nice transparency the- so you can put it out. Like take a screen cap, uh, screen capture of their commentary. <laughs> oh, then, I love this boom, idea. This is official. The, the, the Listeners and viewers, I'm not fucking around. I will make that this evening. It will be official in Charlie's hands. Charlie is the commissioner of the issuing douche bag certifications certifications um oh it's on now he has the right to deputize whomever he deems to be appropriate so you know what start sucking up now maybe he will pass on the uh pass the baton to you and you can be an official add it to your resume here it is we'll get an official t-shirt made up for you listen i I grant charlie this power no as befitting his great judgment. Okay, I'm going to set ground rules right this second. <laughs> so if this can't be anything political. That's too easy. But if you come across something on social media that yeah. you believe has earned this stamp has across the forehead, be. Yes. you go ahead, you send us a screenshot What's on any of our social media, which is U.S. Comics HQ. The best way to get a hold of us is Facebook or Instagram. You send us this, and we will go ahead, and if we approve, we will stamp it, send it back to you. This is going to be the game we play on all of our social media. And you're more than welcome, nay, um, uh, uh, we we think it's your responsibility as a a human adult with good decision-making abilities to let the world know that the douchebags are among us. We've always suspected, rumors have run rampant, 
Romanian, uh, 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 you know, Romanian uh, gypsy women have been saying, uh, Romani is what I should be saying, uh, have been talking about it, you know, huddled over campfires for for many ages. The rumors are true. The douchebags are real. And they walk the night. And finally, finally, Charlie is here to stop him with the power invested in him by yours truly. Furthermore, I know a lot of people were worried about zombies not being part of this apocalypse. Now they are. They're the douchebag zombies, and we're going to label them all. Uh, My time is running out, but I want to propose one thing, and I don't really want feedback, so I saved it for the end. I want to put it out into the universe, and I want the universe to let us know again. Anywhere on social media, this podcast is available wherever you can hear podcasts. You can leave it in the review comment if you want, and I'll get back to you on this show or live stream, I promise. This is what I think might be a great idea. DC is working with different distributors now, at least Mm -hmm. for this emergency service. You know what I think we should do is the big comic book companies and the small comic book companies should move to these uh, distributors, and the distributors, that's a respectable cup, uh... (laughs) These distributors should only sell to comic book stores at a great rate so that comic book stores continue to survive in the world. Uh, And then Diamond Distributors should get to distribute uh, to Amazon and should have to give them a bad rate so that Amazon Mm. doesn't slowly kill all of our favorite brick-and-mortar stores. (laughs) Just think about it. Put it in your brain. Put it in your brain. Process it, I think, on the other side of this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I think one of our third most important things to do is to make sure that we have comic book stores that you can just browse in. Because how many books have you bought because of a great cover or a cool name? And especially, uh, you know, as the uh, if you look at as Charlie's time runs runs out, I'll be happy to fill it. Um, Especially if you look at the uh, uh, kind of the charts, the trending charts, the the roller coaster chart, as I like to call them. it's really sad. The timing of this all has sucked because comic books have been on the come up. Um, there were many, many years like the the image, uh, the image fall off had really um, had had really spoken towards the the fall off. There wasn't anything new, and you know credit where credits due. The the Marvel cinematic successes have have really breathed new life into comic shops because people have been greatly inspired to see well what 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 are the source materials for and you know uh, guys of, of a certain uh, guys and gals of a certain generation said hey you know what this is how I came in contact with oh you like this movie I, I used to read this comic you know what let's go to the shop and they're taking their kids to a shop for the first time so it's a whole new generation that's now had their eyes open to it and like that smell when you crack open a fresh comic on a Wednesday on a comic book day and oh be careful don't hit the staple with your fingers don't crease that shit because I will throw you out of the car kid um, you know it, it does carry over so I think Charlie makes a good point the timing of it was just terrible just as they were coming as the rebound was happening and things were starting to like I, I was seeing new shops open up which is like seeing a 7-Eleven being built they just fucking spring up or they've always been there when, when does this happen like it's actually happened so let's let's maintain that momentum uh come uh you know kind of rebound as as best as possible and we realize it's a small 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 demographic of the whole overall uh kind of covid um damage report but uh it's important you know it's important to you because it's important to us let's, that's let's true 
And as my time runs out, I'll say simply this. I couldn't have said it better myself, so luckily <laughs> I didn't have to. That's that, sucker. It, and how. And um, how. Also, I'm going to have a moment of silence because some of you might be listening to this on our live stream, and I want our live stream to have a real easy end for part uh, one. Look, some some people appreciate it, so I'll, I'll give it that second. Just get quiet for a second, John. Make a cool fo- a post. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's so sweet is at US Comics HQ. And before I kick it to my brother for his topic, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by people who say Pischetti instead of spaghetti. People who say Pischetti, I hate you. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. First of all, if the if the Pischetti people got together and put together a few shekels to sponsor this show, <laughs> I say they can say it however the fuck they want. It's delicious. It's very easy to prepare. And frankly, some of the best material that Eminem has ever had, uh, <laughs> thanks specifically to Mom's Pischetti. So, Have you ever heard um, the remix of the song where they just add spaghetti to all of it? Holy God, I have everyone don't pause this when this episode is over. I know what I'll be downloading shortly. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. But so John, I gotta spoil it. You told yeah. me you were you were itching for this I was episode. Itching. I was itching. Let you us know how like uh you know, some of the same uh Romany ladies that you know huddled over the fire and were talking about comic book distributors. Um one of the other one of the other things that they were talking about was uh, certain certain um, certain things that would happen, like if you woke up and your hand was itchy, that meant you were going to get in a fight that day. Let me tell you, Charlie, I woke up today itching my hand like crazy. I didn't know why precisely, but I knew I was going to be in fighting form. I was going to be uh, in, in uh, Notre Dame. Fighting Irishman, I was going to be informed to, to throw down. I just didn't know why. And uh, again, we're we're all living in the Corona world. And uh, God bless you. Charlie's got the Rona. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so we're we're all filling the day as best as we possibly can. And uh, sometimes it requires a little something extra. Um, sometimes you need... Uh, background music playing while you're watching something you've seen before as you have an open book in front of you while you're trying to do a full day of work. I don't know. Like, everybody's situation is different. So, um, myself, personally, I, like our mother, she's she's influenced me in a lot of things. Um, but like, like Charlie and my mother, uh, I am big into, like, background, at least noise of some kind. Whether it's music playing... I don't even have to necessarily be listening to the music. It just needs to be on. Um, it's comforting you know, to know it exists. Exactly. Something on TV that I have no intention to actually watch, but just, you know, kind of like that buzz. Kind of like uh, when you walk into Grand Central Station on any day other than these last seven <laughs> weeks. There's like a hum in the air, right? So on this particular day, uh, and and Charlie can attest to this because I was ready to go. I was literally a horse pissing myself, ready to get out of the gate at Aqueduct at the fifth, and I was favored to win. Uh, I just happened to have the TV on. No, no, not a care in the world as to what channel oh. and what happens to be on, but the much maligned, but also much viewed, uh, Big Bang Theory. 
again, we everyone has a lot of opinions, and the opinions are cheap and they're free, and you're entitled to have them. But there, there's been certain things said in one direction or other about this show. What I think that <laughs> we can all agree on. Dynamite theme song. It's oh, a dynamite theme song. It's my boys. Naked ladies can do no wrong. Both the band and the actual thing. I think they're both just Bare great. naked Come ladies, on. no Come matter on. what version, yeah, arguably the best. I will sign off on that invoice any day of the week. So, so we can agree on that, which is nice. So, um, the the Big Bang Uh-oh. Theory. They're banging around. They're doing their things. And uh, you know what? For this particular show, it's interesting because these are very intelligent people as they're portrayed. Uh, but they also happen to be, you know, there they're, they're, are people. Like, the, if they were real, they would, in all likelihood, listen to this podcast and, and maybe disagree. It's possible. Um, it's possible. But this the particular episode... That was on, which again I wasn't watching. It was just on in the background. I realize this is a lot of setup, Charlie, but it'll matter in a minute. Um, so and we scared. make this may be like uh, John's equivalent of Charlie's WWE rant. Um, the particular episode was on. Uh, there was a certain fine young lady, and uh, I must acknowledge that the character is a brilliant character. Like there's there's no two ends about it. I mean, obviously they're all, with the exception of Penny, who's kind of a dumbass. Um, but they're all very highly intelligent people. Um, the one in question, though, is young doctor Amy Farah Fowler, and I must talk about her now. Again, I'm specific. I want to be very clear about this because I don't need any kind of like hashtags or trolls jumping in on me. I'm not talking about the talented and equally brilliant, if not more so. Uh, Mayim uh, Bialik, who's a fucking, an actual real doctor, she's brilliant, who I was full on in love with in her Blossom persona. She had me saying, whoa, like every fucking week, at least once a week. I, I loved her. She was adorable. Um, no one could pull off the big hat with the flower. Nobody. There was nobody better. So she she did her thing. She goes to school. She comes back. She's now a, a portraying Amy Farrell. Amy is who I'm taking umbrage with right now, not the the, the lovely and talented Doctor Mayim. Um, that's what we're talking about. I've never heard you prep for something like I, this I before. Be, I'm trying to to get all of the um, all of the potential backlash. I want to put it to bed right away. Put the kids to bed. Uh, lock up and pour yourself a drink. So so Doctor Fowler. Uh, obviously in an attempt as always to get laid because fucking my man won't, my man won't give it to her. Um, she in this episode, uh, loses her virginity to, to, uh, to what's his face. Um, and she sees Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time. Now, um, as one might expect, she would be. Head over heels. She's such a smart young lady. Such a genius scientist. Uh, she gets it. She understands. She doesn't realize that Sheldon is not that into her, but that's not the point. Uh, but she proceeds to her reaction to Raiders of the Lost Ark is, it was good, but, but, Indiana Jones... <clears throat> 
had no impact on the story. Now, I'm going to let that sink in for a second. For anyone, and I realize that this has been, uh, this is an old show at this point. This is like a back-issue version of TV. But again, we're in corona times, so you're watching shit that maybe you wouldn't normally watch. So I realize this has been spoken about, but I haven't thought about it. And and frankly, that's something new. So as we watch Charlie looking it up in in the reflection in his glasses, um, it got me thinking. What the fuck is this bitch babbling about? Well, how dare you, madam, doctor, lady genius? How dare you fucking say Indiana Jones had no impact on the actual end result of Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's, it's, it should be called Indiana Jones. When people refer to the movie, what they're referring to is Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like, oh, Indiana Jones, I love that movie. We know what they're talking about because Temple of Doom is Temple of Doom. <laughs> and uh, Last Crusade is Last Crusade. But Raiders is Indiana Jones. They've had to fuck with the post. I mean, the post is over, over my shoulder someplace. In any case, so um, it did take me down that path of, you know what? Let me play in like the great debate, uh, the, the great debate stages of our lives. Let me play both sides against the middle. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can make her point so that I can, therefore debunk her point because I say Charlie and this is my salty uh, <laughs> contribution to the show I say bullshit to you Amy Farrah bullshit lady Indiana Jones very much Dr. Bullshit Dr. Bullshit um, Amy, Indiana Jones is everything to that story so so Charlie I'm going to put you to the test and, and make you the defender and I'll jump in if need be so um, you know, they, 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 they make a couple of, uh, there's a few salient points out there. Um, so l- well, let's talk about, uh, well, first and foremost, let's say that if in, let's remove Indiana Jones from the equation. So the Nazis are out there and, and every, see, everyone listening to the show is obviously knows the movie that I'm referring to. If not shame on you, go watch it, put us on pause, come back and then listen to this cause it's brilliant. Uh, so Indiana Jones is now not part of the equation. Okay. So the Nazis are looking for the Ark. They're, they're not having much success. So what are they going to do? They'll say, you know what? Uh, Balash over here doesn't know what he's doing. Let's actually get the foremost authority on Ark lore, uh, lore, lore, Dr. Abner Ravenwood, and uh, we'll 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 kind of utilize his services, and he can. Now that we found Tannis, we've got the map room, which is fucking awesome because anything miniature is great. Um, now we can actually find the resting place of the Ark of the Covenant. Um, so the, again, Charlie, I present to you the situation. There's no Indy. Indy's not involved. Maybe he's smashing out the uh, the student with the "I love you" on her eyeballs. Um, in any case, he's not involved. So the Nazis are seeking out uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Ravenwood um, so that he can, in essence, help them in their quest, in their raiding of the Lost Ark. So, Charlie, how, how do you see that situation playing out? They're looking for Abner, and Indy is, is minding his own business. He's back at, uh, back at university. So, so where do you see that going? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I mean... First of all, <laughs> first so and many foremost. extra, first and first mostly, so mm-hmm. many extra dead people. Because Nazis are not patient. 
Yeah, so no, just they're, they're in the like, have we found the map room yet? No? Mm-hmm. Boom! Because we're Nazis and thus scumbags. They do Nazi around all the time. It's kind of in their name. All they, they fucking great fashion, terrible everything else. It looks sharp doing it, it but they're sharp. doing they bad things. Just pieces of shit. Human, um, human shit. Just human shit. I, I have to be honest. I don't think they ever figure out the like staff light thing. But let's uh-huh. say they even do. It's well, well, no. Again, you're 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 kind of uh, you're jumping ahead a little bit. Again, they in order to acquire the headpiece of Ra, they need to obtain it from Abner. So how do you see that playing out again with Indiana Jones on the sidelines? Um. So Abner had it. You have to refresh my mind oh, a little uh, bit. Hold on one second. Let me just reach in across the screen and hold. Who are you over here? And just in case you're over here. Um, so, so yes, I sold Abner both of them because I'm a Abner, worker. Abner is the first, is the foremost authority on uh, arc lore. So he has acquired these, you know, these these uh, antiquities across the board, and he's dragged poor little hot Marion with him everywhere he went in uh, acquiring these things. And unfortunately, he has at the time of the Raiders of the Lost Ark opening, just to refresh your memory, um, he has since passed away. So, uh, Marion is in like a fucking hole in the wall, drinking, you know, uh, overweight mountain men under the table because she's a champ. Fucking Marion is just what the a best. good egg. Uh, she is just swell. that's fucking a delightful woman. Uh, I love her, uh, and loved her, and just even to this day, love her. So, uh, so, so he's he's passed away. So, uh, when the rush, uh, when the Russians, when the Nazis show up, come knocking on her door. How do you see that playing out? Abner is dead. They want the the they want the headpiece of the staff of Ra. How do you see that working out? I mean, they're not gonna believe her when she's like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Um, so she's probably dead. Um, well, here's the thing, and, and I I would very much agree with you right off the bat. Yeah, Marion's toast, Doctor Amy. In essence, if you remove Indy from the equation, bar nothing else, you have killed. Marion Ravenwood, which she is a fucking credit to the Ravenwood name, <laughs> a total knockout, and a, she, you know, she can give a left just as good as she can give a little kiss on your boo boo when you need it. She is a fucking, she is the the greatest, Let the me... greatest a uh, love of Indy's life. You have now, Doctor Amy Farrellfella, killed her and said that she was. Here's the here's the cold blooded shit of it <laughs> oh, all, shit. and it's one of those things where like you kind of have a suspicion. You know, if you've ever spent any time personally in the hospital, sometimes you're like, do these doctors really give a fuck? Like, (laughs) am I just a statistic? Am I on the tick sheet? Because that is, she's taking a very clinical approach. Like, yeah, well, Marion would be dead, but, you know, no real. Yeah, who uh, gives a fuck about. See, that's where my umbrage. Human life is human life. That's where my umbrage comes up a lot. Because uh, if I can take you down a road, we've just mentioned Mm. That Marion's the shit, right? She is she indeed. Can, she can drink, she can fucking party, she can fight, and she can, mm-hmm. of course, make some love. <laughs> right? First of all, 70, 80 Nazis are dead because Marion's not going without a fight. So, right away, we vastly changed history because no 80 Nazis died 
fighting a drunk woman before, but now they would. <laughs> that we know of. That, that we, we know, know of. of. Secondly, uh, them trying to find this thing. Nazis aren't known for their fucking tact, so they might destroy You're talking about it. The, the headpiece, yeah. Specifically? They might okay. destroy it. They might not well, find it. They might overlook and again, it. On, only because I have several points to make, and I am up against the clock. Um. So again, let's take the assertion that uh they 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 come across it the one way or the other they get it from her um she's alive or dead let's let's put that on the shelf they acquire the headpiece now again some people would uh, ha- some people have conjectured that well um they, you know they they only had half or blah blah but with no indie maybe they have the actual thing my little guy doesn't have a vicious scar to hile to uh hile with for the rest of his days um, they acquire the staff one way or the other. Maybe she's alive. Maybe she's not. Regardless, um, now, uh, now you have Belog has the the headpiece. He can take it to the map room and and uh, and Tannis and determine where the actual um, where the actual resting place of the Ark might be. What I would would jump in and argue in my if I was wearing like the linen three piece suit and, and having my southern lawyer moment, um, I would argue that the um, you do have to delve deep because there is a deleted scene, one of many, which are available on YouTube. I <clears throat> I I, uh, I would say anybody go ahead and spend some time watching those deleted scenes because they're just great. Um, there is a deleted scene. Where homeboy who translates the um, who translates the medallion for Indy and his boy uh, Sala, um, he doesn't just translate the front and back, which is the key to determining the proper length of the staff that uh, the the medallion needs to go on in the map room to determine the proper spot. So they the Nazis would be digging in the right spot because they'd have front and back. Who knows? It's all a hypothetical. Who knows if they would have either used the same translator or B, if they did use the same translator in a shocking Nazi move, offered this guy enough respect to listen to him because what they don't show you but was indeed filmed was a warning. The the back of the medallion has a warning. It doesn't just say take back one Kadam for the Lord Who's uh, for the god whose ark this is uh, this belongs to? It also gives a very specific warning to neither touch nor look into the fucking ark. So that means if you fast forward to the uh, climactic ending uh, when the Nazis are on the fucking island and and still do uh, Belloc still does the ceremony. Don't forget Indy when he and Marion are strapped to the pole. He says, "Don't look." Why the fuck would he say that? Oh, because the guy who translated it told him on the same token when he and Salah take the ark out of the uh, out of the the fucking little concrete holder that they had in the snake pit. <laughs> the um, sneaker they, holder for the fucking they ark. They never touch it. Why would they how would they know to never touch it? They they go for the poles right away. They fucking they put them in the pole holders because you know the the early Jews wandered through the desert with the tablets in the ark. They knew not to look into that shit. They knew not to touch it. Matter of fact, there are literal biblical verses, actual Bible verses, which talk about the shit that happens when some poor motherfucker in sandals has the the bad luck to have touched the ark and just dropped dead on the spot. This is in the Bible, folks. 
This is in the big so book. These so these Nazi scumbags are cuddling with it, dropping dead, oh, looking yeah. at it. But and oh. I don't know if I, I don't know if you want to be the one to say it or if I, I don't mean to steal please, spotlight. Please. Do but it, do it. Man. As my as my recollection comes, mm-hmm. do, how the fuck does the arc get closed? Isn't that indie? No, it, it does it. It just uh, closes it, itself. The, the spirit does it. Yeah, yeah. The 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 power of God closes it. And again, they talk about how the ark lays waste to mountains and defeats entire armies. And it basically is like was the first fucking Apple product ever put out there because it just intuitively does shit like way you think it should work. That's how it works. But uh, but uh, but, but I digress. Every, but this thing is just then going to be sitting with a bunch of barbecued Nazis around it. Asshole Steve has his face melted. For, well, so every Tuesday, well, some asshole's going to be like, what's this? So, ah, so, I'm dead so, now. So let's go on the premise that, okay, so so just to rewind it, let's pull our space balls moment and rewind it a little bit. So, okay, so the Nazis were able to acquire the arc from its resting pace. Now, what was their game plan again, Charlie? Refresh my memory. Just kidding. I'm going to tell you. Their plan was, their plan was, okay, we're going to fly the arc directly to Berlin, right? That was the game plan. And when they, when they Jay and Silent Bob fucking mall rats and, and, and uh, spread out the, the big blueprint with the plans, um, it was to fly the arc directly to and Berlin. Silent Nazi in that, Bob is going to knock out the dope, <laughs> In that dope uh, flying wing that the Germans came up with, uh, except that Indy and Marion played a fucking huge part in it because just as Indy is old-time foxy boxing with the big ball German, and Marion is locked up in the flying wing having bonked the pilot on the head, what ends up happening? Oh, that's right. That plane gets destroyed. So now the game plan of flying the Ark has now had to go to plan B for boy, are we fucked. We have to now sail the Ark back to Germany, which is the reason why Belog was able to make a pit stop on the island to even do the fucking ceremony to begin with. So... My three-piece lawyer, uh, Southern uh, Southern commentary would be, no, 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 no. Belag would never have been able to do that ceremony, as you mentioned, Charlie, on the island, because they would never have stopped on the island. It would have been on the plane. It would have made a, a one-way fucking trip to Germany. So the first time that it would have been opened up would not have been into Germany. Dr. Amy Farrah Fowler. So there's another fucking strike eh, on your board if we're playing family feud name the top 10 reasons why indiana jones doesn't fucking matter so i'm gonna put a, a line to that one all right so here's an, here's another one i'll put out there for you charlie this is um, awesome well here, here you know sometimes when you fuck with the bull you get the horn son um and and you know sometimes this fictional characters go the fuck down look when 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 shit's gotta when shit has to happen, sometimes you have to call in the experts. And when you're going to go ahead and throw shade at the doctor, the doctor who carries a Audacity. gun, and when you want to throw down with the people who know what they're talking about, when 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 you want when you want to say. That you know what that what, what you're talking about. 
and shitting on the doctor himself. You better come correct, Dr. Amy Farah Fowler. All right? Let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something, doctor. Doctor, I don't know what. I understand that you're a doctor in all kinds of brain shit. And maybe you were just fucking with the guy, shitting on his movie because you wanted to... You want them to get four inches in there. Look, I understand that. I am all about uh, I'm all about getting it done. And when the boo-boo is here, 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 and there, you gotta get it dealt with. I understand. But do not put Dr. Jones on a spot and throw him under the bus to accomplish your shitty agenda. Doctor, that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. That is some bullshit. And when I see bullshit, I call bullshit. That uh that was the thirteenth best thing I've ever seen, and I've seen boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, very true. And look, and and it, it honestly, it, it goes on and on. Fucking and props. there are this is amazing. There are, nay, there are naysayers out there, and they're gonna want to take shots about here or there. Now, now, uh, as Charlie put out there, I will equally put out there into the world, into the listening world. If you want to try. If you want to try to make that weak-ass case for the fictional Dr. Amy Farrah Fowler full of shit, if you think you can try to make the case, I will happily take that to the floor of the Supreme Court with you. I will make my arguments against any ch- any any um, any argument that you might have that Indiana Jones was not integral to the plot of of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Even if we want to leave it, Charlie, because I know I know we are just about out of time. Four but even if even if we want to leave it uh, uh, at that point where where we just were just uh, discussing, um, maybe they maybe for one reason or another they have to get onto that island. And maybe the ceremony does happen. And Indiana Jones, obviously, as he did in the movie, and along with Marion, they had the wherewithal to keep their eyes shut and not look upon the power of God as it did its ghosty thing all over the island and killing everybody. Um, maybe. If Indiana Jones is not there, but they still end up, Nazis still up on that island, and they do the ceremony, and the power of God kills them all, Charlie, like you pointed out earlier, now the Ark is just sitting on an island. So, now granted, this was a a submarine island held by Nazi Germans. So, at some point, there there would have another wave after wave after wave of them. And it's not enough. You know, the Ark ended up in relative anonymity in a U.S. warehouse filled with God only knows what, all kinds of magnetic shit. Apparently, if Chris's call uh, is to be believed, which <laughs> I don't believe it is, um, uh, but 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 again, Indy, if nothing else, he was responsible for getting that arc off of the island and into the possession of the U.S. Warehouse of Antiquities. Um, so even even just that, you could uh, use it to uh, disarm her point. Ultimately, I don't believe that she thought that her character. Um, she thought she was I Breaking balls. I think she was just breaking balls for the sake of breaking balls. As look, as we are wont to do. I hate to admit it. It's sometimes fun. I will disagree with you on this show, just to disagree with you and make it a little more interesting. Because we, ninety nine percent shared brain. It's bad. Um, we have to kind of expand upon that one percent, you know, falsely, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. I mean, I'll ask you, Charlie. Literally, as as time is evaporating, 
is there any way that you can see her having a valid point? The, I just don't. Here's the biggest problem. It's an invalid uh, statement no matter what. And let me give you a very, very quick and concise example. The movie Rocky plays out the same with or without Rocky. Because what do you mean? Apollo Creed holds on to his title after fighting oh, someone. Oh, so a movie called Indiana fucking Jones without Indiana Jones, of course, is affected simultaneously not affected. Name any movie ever, John. Name any movie that pops into your head. Um, uh, Herbie, the love bug. Herbie the love bug <laughs> is going to fucking Herbie the love bug with or without the bitch from Mean Girls. Like that shit's fully loaded, still happens, but now it's like... I just like, have to say that if Herbie did have the, the, the poor decision-making, which, look, uh, a car from the 70s doesn't always have their faculties about them. She was just uh, she was just in the, in the prime of days at that point, so Herbie... I'm going to have to disagree with you as well, my friend, and uh, I am a doctor. Ghostbusters would have played out the same <laughs> without Dr. Venkman drugging bitches on dates. It wasn't Cosby style. In the middle no. of the dinner, he'd be like, yo, I got some shit to really take us. Exactly. It was the fucking 80s. Everyone on SNL was high. I'm sick of people like Amy Farrah Fowler, you doctor bitch, trying to make me feel bad about loving stuff. I don't want How you, dare you, what, you want How the Nazis to win, Amy, if that is your real fictional name. It's true. It's, it's a very valid point. And certainly, I never would have thought that uh, on, a, on a pivotal show like Blossom, which really made valid social commentary points, that that Joey would be the smart one to get out of that, you know, to to, to, to come out of that cast. He but kicked back watching I, all the Indiana Jones movie. I just don't happy see, as hell. I don't see Joey ever trying to make uh, a silly point like that. So, uh, but like I said, it's an open invitation. If anyone has the uh, the 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 audacity to be so wrong, so wrong as to think that Indy didn't matter to the end result of Raiders. Come at me, sons or ladies. I will be more than happy to publicly disarm you uh, as I'm wont to do. He'll do it. It's his favorite thing, and you can do it anywhere on our social media. The best way to reach us is on Instagram, on Facebook. It's all at US Comics HQ. The show you're watching or the show you're listening to is called US Comics Cast. Please rate, comment, subscribe, send us some love, hit that share button. Do you love the art that my brother makes for each and every episode? Then it's worth a share, dummy. And here's the <laughs> thing. If you listen to this, if you saw a post, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube and you didn't hit share or you didn't like or you didn't comment, then you're on Amy Farrah Fowler's side. <laughs> and guess what? She ain't getting no dick. She ain't getting None. I don't care that she married him. You think suddenly he's going to be all about her pleasure? Get the hell out of here. This episode was brought to you unofficially by Blue Chew. Because sometimes <laughs> your dick works fine, but you want it to be even harder. Because you're married to someone not named Amy Farrah Fowler who doesn't respect Dr. Jones. And with that said...
What should we do now, John? How do I, we at, end? Who at this should point take us out <laughs> with that vicious, 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 nonsensical rambling? I think only Bad Mary can save us. So, Mad Bad Mary, take us away. up.